it can be so hard to walk away. Today, we're going to talk about the five questions you should ask yourself if you think you may need to quit your client. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's Emily Reagan here today. I'm excited about this episode because this was the exact advice I coached a friend, another virtual assistant through when she was deciding whether to quit a client or not. So we are talking about how do you know when it's time to quit? So as virtual assistants and service providers and freelancers, we work so hard to grow our own businesses. We market ourselves and we network with our services. We try to build this foundation of clients. And sometimes we have to realize it's just not working out with some of our existing clients. And knowing when to quit a dead-end client is part of your long-term success. Who you align yourself with, who you choose to work with is going to set you up for success success. You will be getting referrals, you'll be getting wins and successes and testimonials and all of that. You do not need to waste your time on a client that's going nowhere in their business or on the struggle bus or someone who's just not value aligned with you. Now, last episode, just two weeks ago, we talked about boundaries. I encourage you to listen to that. This one's a little bit different because sometimes, sometimes we are loyal to a fault and it's hard to walk away. Now, I've had clients come and go over the last 13 years in my freelancing world of digital marketing and public relations. And new clients come with new challenges, new lessons, and total excitement for me. I love the challenge of starting off with a new business owner and helping them move forward, but sometimes these newer business owners are not always the best fit. Quite often when the dust settles and we've had a few months to work together in our client relationship, I realize it's just not my ideal partnership. And for so many reasons, sometimes it's because of their content. They lack content. They lack good photos. It can be hard to help somebody on Pinterest if they don't have content and photos. Sometimes I'm pulling teeth for feedback in the content. Sometimes it's their continual last minute chaos and their communication style. You know, you kind of realize that after the honeymoon stage that this just isn't a good fit. Or sometimes I get the newer client, and I'm talking a lot about those newer business owners who are trying to make the transition from one-to-one to something scaled or to online in general. Sometimes I just realize that the client isn't invested in the long term for their business. Like they're just not doing the things I know they need to do for success. Things like show up on video, be consistent with emails, you know, it's that consistency card that's really hard for a lot of clients. And that's why they hire us. Like I'm happy to take over the blog and help with social media, but you can only do it so much for them. And you have to listen to your gut when you feel like, man, I think I'm like caring more about their business than they are. I'm showing up more than they are. And it's hard to walk away. I am so loyal and I'm totally invested to their success and it can be hard to call it quits, even though deep down I know it's time to move on. 
Sometimes it comes in the form of, I know they're launching and they're not ready to launch or they have a product or an offer I don't believe in or it's just confusing. And it's not fair to them to continue working if I have any of those doubts, first of all. And second of all, I don't want to be taking their money and you know, I I need them to do some of the groundwork. A lot of clients skip over the stage where they do their ICA research, ideal customer avatar research. I see a lot of clients skip over that stage and go straight into offering a course. I see a lot of clients skip over the part where they need to grow their email list or grow their social media and they skip right into a membership site or something. So those can be hard and a little bit more obvious. And then there's just the clients you love, that you love working with them, you care about their business, but you know that you kind of need to go on to bigger fish. Maybe you have some new options opportunities and it's hard to walk away. Today we are sharing about the advice that nobody really talks about and this came from a direct conversation I had with a friend and I wrote it all down. (laughs) It was actually a Voxer I sent to her and I wrote it all down. I made it a blog and now I'm making it a podcast and knowing this will help you when it's time to walk away. We're going to cover five questions to ask yourself and I wish I have total regret in this area you guys. There are so many clients I should have moved on from sooner. I made a lot of mistakes early on. And now I'm in a lucky situation because I'm not really working with clients in an ongoing capacity. But it took me a couple years to get to this point to be more of a day rate or like custom project type of work with my clients. But when it was ongoing regular hours, it was really hard for me to quit really, really hard. And this advice is going to help it be clear cut for you and obvious. And it's always obvious when I knew one of my relationships needed to end. So my first question for you, number one, do you enjoy the type of work? That should be really obvious. If you like the work, that's awesome. If you don't like the work and that's a no, pay attention. Think about the things you do like to do and where you would like to go with your business. You don't need to be doing work that you don't like. Life is too short. There's too many job options out there. And not only that, when you are taking up your time doing work you don't like, you're actually passing up opportunities to be doing the work you would love. And that work you would love, you could probably be getting paid a pretty penny for. That work is probably in demand and there is a market for that. But you can't take on the work if you're already committed to these other hours. Question number two, are you getting paid enough? All right, this just isn't in the form of monetary, but are you getting recognition? Are you getting reward, compensation? It's your client act. Generally grateful that you're here. Are you getting that appreciation? First, let's go back to the money. If you have any resentment in how you're helping your business owners move forward in the business and what your pay rate is, that is a really big flag that it might be time to move on. But it could also be time for you to ask for a raise. Would you want to do the same type of work at a higher rate? Ask yourself that. What would make you happy? What would make it worth it? What would seem fair? And that's the rate you need to be at, period, dot. And you can do that. If your client is just not being grateful for you, that might not be something you can change. (laughs) 
And I think you have the answer to that yourself. There are tons of clients out there who will treat you like a human, be very, very grateful. They can still give you constructive criticism, but they can also be positive, genuinely happy people and grateful for you to be there. So think about that relationship with the recognition. If you're doing big things in their business and they do not even see that, for me, that's kind of a deal breaker. I have plenty of clients who love me. And yeah, I'm not ashamed. I do need some affirmation. I want to feel good about the work I'm doing when I'm spending time away from my family, when I could be doing other things. So are you getting paid enough? Can you rectify that situation where it is better and in balance and in line with where you want to be at? Number three, do you enjoy working for this client and helping them succeed? A little bit of an overlap there. There are so many fish in the sea. You could easily be working for any number of clients. Do you generally like their company? Do you like being on their team? Are they a nice person? Do you enjoy their mission? Do you like helping them make impact in the world? That's a big, big thing. If you've got a good client and you're enjoying the work, it might not be time to quit unless you have other no's coming from this area. But that's a big part of my happiness. One of my values is to have fun and I want to enjoy the type of work I'm doing. I want to be picky and choosy with the clients I help move forward. And if it's a client who has, is dry, doesn't have a lot of personality, isn't very friendly with me, their team kind of sucks. <laughs> I've worked with bad team members before that I just didn't enjoy their company or they rub me the wrong way or vice versa. I'm sure you rub people the wrong way too. Ask yourself that. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own gift and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into gifts, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own gift for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Number four, can you afford to quit? Now, I coach early on saying yes to the jobs to get experience. And I don't mean compromising your values and your integrity at all. I mean saying yes to get experience, get clarity to build up your reputation, and then from there honing in on the skills you want to do, whether it's taking on a new client or narrowing down with your current client what you no longer do and what you want to focus on. There's nothing wrong with that. I built my career by saying yes and learning a lot. And it has made me a magical unicorn. And from there, I get to pick and choose what skills and what packages I do. For a while there, just starting off, I didn't have tons of clients knocking on my door. I kind of said yes to some clients that were kind of going nowhere or struggling to figure out what their business would be or whatnot or didn't quite have the money to pay me. And I, I knew long term it wasn't going to work out, but I needed the experience. I couldn't afford not to have the experience. You might need the client work. You might be in a situation where that income is important to you. You need to be picky and choosy about who you work for. But if you're so tied down and have so many hours and you're maxed out and you can't even take on a new client, maybe that's a sign that you need some space in your schedule so you can take on the clients that pay more. Like you got to keep your eyes open to new opportunities. Even if you're booked out, you can't be afraid to move on to another client. 
I like to use my volleyball team as an example. Back when I was playing volleyball, right before I had my first kid, I played like every night of the week. I played soccer and volleyball every night in adult leagues. I had so much fun. Um, My husband was gone a lot, so it was a great activity, and I was in really good shape, by the way. But our volleyball team, we were always looking for new players. We were always looking to kind of assemble that best team. And even though we'd have a current team for that season, we never knew who would drop out next season, who wouldn't be able to play or who would move on to a different team. So although we had the core of our team, we were constantly shuffling around and we had our eyes open to other players. And yeah, we took on... um, Grant for a little while. He was really tall. He was a really good spiker and blocker, but he was kind of an a-hole. So he was only on our team a year, but we had to try him out, test him out, and then move on to a better client. It was kind of like my (laughs) move on to a different teammate, I mean. And I liken this to the client work because we're constantly looking for the best fit of clients. We're looking for our, our ideal team of clients. We want that best soccer team, that best volleyball team. And we have to keep an open eye. And if you're booked out and you're not even looking, then that's not going to help you out. So find that sweet spot of maxed hours, being able to pay your bills and keep looking for the ideal clients. Fifth question. This is related to the story I just told. I just tend to get a little ahead of myself. Is this client's work taking you away from something else you could be doing long term? If you're too booked out, too in the weeds of the work, you can't move forward on your own business, gathering those new leads, like those new volleyball players, right? You can't be working on your website. You can't be moving forward in your business. Those visibility opportunities, those speaking gigs, you can't be moving forward with those when you are in the weeds of work. So is this client one of those temporary clients that you're planning to dump as soon as XYZ? Maybe freeing up that time now would be better for you and your business. So you got to think about that. I really encourage you to think about why you are thinking about quitting. And you'll have to rack and stack your answers to these questions, and it will be pretty telltale. Sometimes a simple pay raise will make you want to stay because everything else will be aligned and good, and you'll realize you have it good. And sometimes it will be a really obvious no. You already know what I'm getting at. If you're saying no to a lot of those questions, you already know, okay, maybe this client isn't for me long-term. Sometimes it just takes you refocusing on a job task that you love and getting rid of some of the tasks you don't want to. Having your client hire on somebody else to help with different tasks and roles. Maybe you don't want to do any more writing and your client can hire a copywriter. Maybe you don't want to do the admin task. Your client can hire another virtual assistant. But some of those answers just can't be changed. It is what it is, and you got to trust your gut. Clients are a dime a dozen. There are so many job leads. Over in my student group, in my work group, I'm sharing like three job leads every day with that small pool of people. There are so many opportunities out there for you to be working with the people you love, doing the things you like at a market price, right? At a price where you feel good. And you can be working with the clients and actually helping them in their dream business. You could find that dream client in an industry you actually care about that's making an impact in the world. You just never know. So you've got to keep your eyes open and think about shedding the clients who aren't working for you so you can make room for the clients who will. Now, if you're a newbie and you just need some more experience and paychecks and you're not in a position to quit then just understand that that client relationship may not be long-term. Get what you need out of the relationship, set your boundaries, 
don't be a slave to this client. You will need to limit your hours. That way they don't take up all of your time. So you can be working on other clients and make time to find new clients and rev up work with the clients you do love. Don't take on more work for the clients that are going nowhere. You'll be in a lose-lose situation if all your time is dedicated to one short-term dead-end client. And with that said, with that dead-end client, oh gosh, this sounds awful I'm saying this out loud, but don't do that client that you plan on quitting an injustice. Don't have them rely solely on you. Like make some steps to set them up for the work without you. Maybe that's some SOPs and processes. Maybe that's helping them find somebody else. Do something to make that transition better if you know you're leaving. Like have some honesty and integrity there and set them up for success. I've had a lot of starter clients And I can very quickly see, usually about three months in, who is going to succeed and who isn't. And there's nothing wrong with deciding it's not a good long-term fit because you are here for the long-term. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. Align yourself with the winners when you can. It's way more fun to see them make progress in their business. And it's so much more fun to be an instrumental part of their success. So I'm going to recap those questions for you and to get you really thinking. One, do you enjoy the type of work? Are you getting paid enough? Do you enjoy working for this client and helping them succeed? Do you even care about their business mission? Can you afford to quit? Is this client's work taking you away from something else that you could be doing long term to better your situation for the future? With the friend that I was talking to about this, her answers were no. She ended up leaving the client and she went on to bigger and better things. And it has been amazing to watch her succeed. She still has plenty of client work. It doesn't go away. Don't let the fear of scarcity bring you down. There's always a new client to come in and you can always pick up extra work. In my situation, I was overbooked straddling two worlds, trying to create a VA crash course, trying to keep doing the client work, trying to be a good mom when my husband was deployed. And for me, I had to walk away from a couple clients in order to build this thing that helps more women, that helps business owners, it helps everybody get work and make money online. I had to quit some bread and butter clients to do that. And it worked. It worked out, you guys. It worked out real well. Next week on the show, we are talking to Samantha Siemens. You're going to love her story. She started out as a virtual assistant. She was a mom who did not want to go back to work. I think she was in the medical field, and she just did not want to go back to work after that maternity leave, and she found a way to make the freelance world work for her. Long story short, she's in social media. She's in Facebook ads, Instagram ads. You are going to love meeting her. We'll see you next week. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Oh my God, that was my light that just fell down again. Think about that rule that when you close that door, hold on, that didn't make sense. But do, do that client 
don't do the, 